0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: Yo, all right. Hello, everybody. I hope things are going well. I hope my... I don't know. Here's the problem. Technical problems, again. That's why I'm a little late coming on the air, because I... uh, I don't know if the audio is coming out on... uh, it's coming out in stereo on your end. If it's not, I have to, I don't know what the hell to do. So I just was just doing the show anyway. I hear it in stereo in my headset and I see it in stereo in all the meters. But the recording is not stereo. That means this stupid audio interface that I have. It's called Scarlet Focus, right, Scarlett. Two one two, whatever the heck. Um, it's the it's the thing that gave me trouble before, and I ordered a new one. The other one was went kaput. We weren't able to receive calls. All that it was it ended up being the audio interface. Same thing. I was unable to get uh, stereo. Blah blah blah. You know, it's really frustrating when. I hear everything and see everything. All the meters, everything is says everything's fine, and only find out after the fact that it's not. It's not being broadcast in stereo. So, you know, what do you do? I have another effing call into these people. I, I don't know. It's really frustrating. I'm I'm sorry. I'm starting the show like this. It's I have to share. I'm sharing and caring. What's going on And I have to be honest, this is what's happening. It's really irritating because I would like to just do the show and not have to worry if the effing thing is in stereo or not. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. And that's why I ask everybody to become patrons. Because maybe then I can get somebody in here who knows what they're doing. I don't know if it's, this is the right equipment to have for the show. If it works, it works fine. It works great. But one thing goes wrong. I don't even know what's wrong. You know what I mean? Because everything is correct. All the meters are correct. I'm not a goddamn electrician. So, holy shit. I just follow the directions. Put that in there. Plug that in. Boom, bam, beam. beam, bop, beep, beep. bop, And it works. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, uh uh-oh. So... And if it's all laid out as if it works and it sounds like it works in my ear, in my headphones, I hear it correctly. I didn't, this is what happened on the last show on Saturday. I didn't hear until the show was over. And then Poppy said that there was, she couldn't hear. It wasn't, it was only coming out of one of her speakers and blah, blah, blah. So you, you guys are getting stereo Am I, uh, you're hearing it in both? You can't tell, okay. I mean, I don't know. All right, if you guys are hearing it. I, I It does go out. It's just that it's not, when I, I mean, the reason I'll I'll figure out whether it's working or not, when the show is over and I upload it and then I, I have to prepare it to put it on to the podcast. Yep, one speaker, Paradu saying, one speaker. Yep, motherfucker. God damn it. I'm I'm so fucking pissed. I don't know. I really don't know what to do. I just spent fucking $300 on this goddamn thing. Oh, I'm so pissed. And I, I actually... I sent them a letter. Again, you know, help. A, a technical support. Once again, my recordings are coming out mono, not stereo. And... You know, I haven't heard anything back, so fucking bastards. I need, I don't know, I really don't know what to do. And like I said, it's coming out normal in my ears, and I'm seeing the meters. Look, I'll show you, I'll show you what I'm looking at. You see, oh, you don't, you can't see that. Damn it, how do I? Oh, entire screen. This is the meter. This is the loop back meter. That's the, right there is the Scarlet. You see, it's only coming out of one, but I have this one routed to channel one. Then I route it to channel two. So all the meters here are all pumping out at the right, Levels. Channel 1. Channel 2. See? If I turn that... I don't know. What's this over here? Let's put that there. Maybe that'll do something. Maybe that'll do something? God. Alright. I, like, I need to fucking deal with this shit. You know, I would rather deal with... It's a, There's enough to deal with. This is the problem. This is the liberal media, everybody. I hate to tell you. That's why I ask you to become patrons, right? Maybe I could get somebody to get in here for one day and fucking just figure it out. But, like, thank you, Jim, for your super chat right off the bat. My mic icon is only on the right. Yes. What do you mean, my my mic icon? Yeah, uh, because this is a focus right. This is not the this, I didn't want to do a show like this. Focus Right controls. Um, let's see. And then I'll show you my computer again. We'll get into the show before we do, we'll do some technical. See, this is Focus Right. This is the Focus Right hardware or whatever. And you can see there's only one thing, but I put it here on stereo. On stereo. Where the fuck is it? Why isn't it coming out in stereo? It seem, seems stereo over here, and then I can't do that. Otherwise, it'll go off the air. There's, a, I can reset it to factory settings, which I did, and it didn't work. So it's fucking annoying. I hate it. And, uh, all right, let's just move on and I'll have a flip out on them off the air. If anybody knows what the fuck they're doing. The reason I even have this microphone, which is a pretty good microphone, was because somebody, a progressive voices listener, wrote me an email one day saying, I'm an audio engineer, you're, 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 (laughs) Microphone sounds like shit. Get this microphone. He laid out all the specs. And try to hit mono, if you see mono. Let's see. I'll hit the mono. See what happens. I hit the mono. We'll see. Hello, hello. Now it's even, now it's going out of a different. Hmm. Hello, hello, hello. I don't know. Stereo. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm making it worse. Hello, hello, hello. I'm making it worse. All right. All right, let's just go on with what we're doing and I'll focus on that. Maybe I can get on the phone with them tomorrow or something. Fuckers. And maybe, I don't know. Like I said, somebody gave me, um, he sent me an email many, I don't know, over a year ago, some guy, I don't remember his name, sorry, but it was very nice of you if you're still listening to send me that email. He said, I'm an audio engineer and this is your mic sounds like shit and you need to get this particular mic. He wrote it all out. And that's what I got right here. See, and it does sound a lot better the show it was like night and day so there you go yeah all right um if you're still listening and or if you're an audio engineer that i don't know you're just a new listener hey give me uh tell me what to do i don't even know i have no idea send me some specs i could i know how to follow directions I don't know. I'm very I am somewhat technical, only because I've had to be over the years. But I'm not if something starts breaking down it really I really have to I I struggle with it. So all right. Anyway, even I had Bob Kincaid on the phone once trying to figure some shit out and he was like, Mm mm. Can't and that was before actually that was when this fucking thing was broken, I bought a new one. And now this one's giving me the same goddamn problem. So, all right. Well, this is why we can't have nice things. And it's a, this is the problem. Honestly, it really is. It's part of the problem. And like I said, when I, when I, I was telling you guys before that when I see a tweet, let's say, I was, in particular, I was talking about Joe Biden. And I've received a couple of, Well, I I received a voicemail from Michael who is not happy with me, Um, you know, talking about Joe Biden. And also, you know, he says I'm whining about Bernie and he was very upset. Um, I appreciate that kind of passion, believe me. And I guess one man's whining is another one's... um, you know talking <laughs> because okay if uh, is it whining I'm not really whining about it's uh I'm let me process this whining about Bernie and the situation cuz it's really the bigger picture I'm seeing the bigger picture this is how I'm I'm looking at it I'm not saying that you guys don't see the bigger picture but um it feels insurmountable. So, and I also see the hypocrisy and the, the game that's being played on us that, so when Biden tweets something, um, I'm I'm not exactly sure what we were talking about the other day, but he tweeted something about, let me go on his Twitter feed. This is not a rant against Biden, but in particular, but, I'm going on to Biden's Twitter Twitter feed, and he was tweeting about well, I'll just pick any one one of these. Something about the middle class. I don't know. Uh, we oh yeah, here it is. Here's the deal. This is from well, this is a new tweet. He here's a, it, but it's a good one. Here's the deal. We can choose our. Who our country works for, we can choose whether it works for just the wealthy or everyone else at, as well. That's the choice we must make, all of us together, this November. Okay, that is great. But I, when I see a tweet like that from a corporatist, a DLC Democrat, somebody who spent his career, fighting against the liberals in his party and framing it like that. Talking about the liberals in my party. When you talk like that, that means that you're not one of them. You consider yourself outside. It sort of reminds me of a story when, I think it was, oh, no, Bernie said this. he, he was on Tom Hartman, and he, it was during the Obama years, And he went to meet with Obama and he relayed a story that Obama said, the problem with you liberals is, and it stuck with me that you don't frame an argument like that. The problem with you liberals is if you think you're a liberal, you know what I mean? If I, I, I know I'm a liberal. I know I'm a flaming socialist. I've been one before it was, uh, before Bernie was uh, cool. So, um, but I, I, I wouldn't, I would say the problem with liberalism, the problem with, and I have pointed it out, there are many problems with liberalism that we shoot ourselves in the foot with. One of those problems is that we, um I, I don't know, maybe it's a human thing. We don't want, to uh, it seems like we don't put put it together, put the pieces of the puzzle together. That it's, you know, the fact that Joe Biden can say something like this without a hint of irony. And that's why people feel incredibly cynical about politicians and politics in general, and and politicians in the frame of uh, of a Joe Biden who has been in this game a long time, and it is a game to them. Here's the deal. We can choose who our country works for. You've been, yes, that's right, and you have been making that choice. This is why it's, of course, I will vote for you, okay? Like I said, I'll vote for my cat if he had a D after his name, I will not vote for a Republican. The first rule of being in a hole is to stop digging. So, but let's let's get real here. You know, here's the deal. No malarkey. Then I would have more respect if he came clean and said, I used to, yeah, we could choose who our country works for. I used to think that Sending our jobs overseas, or free trade, NAFTA, CAFTA, all that I used to believe, even if he did or didn't believe it we i have I kind of think that he knew what exactly what he was doing, but I used to think that opening up the market to uh, low wage wage slave nations that was a that that would b- b- raise all boats or whatever the hell you know. Or I used to think that um, limiting who can declare bankruptcy, that was going to be great for working people. Or, you know, I used to believe that giving all the, you know, uh, earning the moniker, the senator from MDMA, that used to, um, that that was going to make everybody rich. That was really going to trickle down. But now I know. I've learned the error of my ways or whatever. I see after 40 years of these policies that the working class is now the working poor and that the middle class is now below 50% of the population, and that's unsustainable if you want a functioning democracy. That's the bottom line because it really is about what kind of country do we want. Is it one that makes the rich rich? and keeps the rich richer i mean that's the kind of country that's the system that the founders escaped from that the the founders rebelled against or do we want a system that leaves no one behind that's the kind of system that they we are supposedly fostering here so i'm tired of the game that's being played i'm sick of not uh i'm sick of letting everybody off the hook because they have a d after their name yeah republicans are repugnant beyond repugnant but that doesn't mean that we i mean uh i don't know maybe it does i don't know i was going to say that doesn't doesn't mean that we can give the democrats a pass i mean that's what they want how are we going we have to really Honestly, face what we're up against, with the 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 courage to uh, you know to call it to the mat, call them all to the carpet. Joe Biden, uh, yeah, I'll vote for him. I hope he wins. I hope he's able to win. I hope he will be the new fdr that he's so suddenly saying he wants to be okay wonderful they could have been fdr for 40 years we didn't have to we didn't have to end up in this place we didn't have to have a twittler they seeded the ground that made twittler possible and giving them a pass You know, I'm sorry if Democrats, so-called Democrats, don't like to hear Bernie. They don't like, I don't understand. what. Oh, he, so, uh, because Michael left me a message, a couple of messages on the voicemail, that um, Bernie's not a Democrat, he's a socialist. What is the difference? What is a Democrat? This is the question I keep asking. Can somebody please explain this to me? What is a Democrat? I don't get it. I guess it's somebody that likes some people having health care, some people being able to retire, some people having living wages and subsidies to benefit the broken system. Is that what a Democrat is? In my view, being a Democrat. I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. I used to believe. I mean, I, I guess that's what's so sad. It's sort of like the day after Twitler got elected, despite receiving fewer votes, and I was laying in bed in a crushing depression, sad about about the scales falling from my eyes, realizing yet again, or real. I mean, maybe for the first time, who knows, just how. Ugly and racist this country was and just how tenuous it is to have a republic. And I mean, really, that's I guess I was in denial. I knew this is a racist ass country. Yeah, I guess in theory, being a white woman, I knew somewhat discrimination just being gay. But, you know, I still have this skin. I, when the cops pulled me over, I had no fear that I was going to get shot, but I don't know. I guess I just had more, I I really had more, um, I thought better of my fellow Americans. I really believed that they were, I guess naively so, not capable of such ugliness, but every, every civilization is capable of that each civilization we we all have these ugly aspects amongst us the fear the divisiveness ignorance the that but you just you don't give it power and um in a functioning c- civilization so i don't know um maybe i'm so what's the point of this conversation? Because I'm thinking, I, and, I heard, and I got a couple of emails too about um, people saying, oh, I like your shows better when you're not bashing Democrats. But then I have to say again, if talking about somebody's policies is bashing them, then that person needs to really get some new policies, don't you think? i got to put the fan on. It gets hot when I'm screaming. How is it bashing? I'm explaining that this is what happened. We all have the history. We're not, we all got Google. Some of the stuff we lived through. So, I don't know. That's what's concerning, too. It is, and, you know, I don't know. Fucking, we got this. It's the, the hill seems so insurmountable sometimes to, to climb because there are so many forces against us having a functioning society. Just the fact that a show like this is on Twitter, I mean, and YouTube and Facebook, and has to struggle. We have to struggle for supporters and decent fucking equipment to broadcast. What are we talking about here? And what we're saying is so, it's just so goddamn radical. What? A country that leaves no one behind? We talk about the real history of the United States, that the American experience is vastly different for many different people depending on the pigment of your skin and that's all equally valid experiences and I think it's a a, a, with all its ugliness and brutality it also has some uh, incredible beauty that we can all come together and if we ever did finally overcome all those fissures of disunity. You know, it's a progress. It's a day at a time. What an amazing, incredible country this could be. The only country that's founded on an idea of happiness. That's pretty incredible. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. And we are so far off of that path, and this show, and and some like it, but you know, most of the shows like this, they're we're the ones that need the support. You don't hear this on MSNBC. You don't hear it on Fox, that's for sure. That's why the billionaires own this effing country, and there's a a mass hypnosis going on where somebody, and I'll bring it up again, you know, Hillary Clinton can get in front of a corporate media camera and and complain about Fox News without anybody reminding her that it was her husband who signed the Telecommunication Act of 1996 that made Fox News possible. We're all, I mean, it's like this country, we're all a bunch of goldfish. Every time we go around the bowl, it's like uh, we don't, uh, a new day. I never saw this, this, uh, you know, orange, what is it, not orange, I guess I'm thinking of Twitler, this submerged, um, you know, whatever. I'm thinking about whatever you put in a fish tank, you know, you know. The diver, right? Oh, never seen you before. The fish goes round and round. That's like us. We're, there's no context to anything. And we get away with it. It's But, like, for example, what we saw, I don't know, you probably saw, Twitler's press conference, his bullshit mission accomplished press conference, where... Uh, he's easily triggered, the poor little boo-boo. But finally, somebody asked him what he was talking about. This is not just a twittler thing. He likes to do that. He is—he is somebody that does it. That where he says things like, "Oh, it's a disgrace what they do, what they get away with, the crimes." Nobody ever fucking says, "What are you talking about?" What crimes, but they do that they were doing that to us. Oh, these terrible Bernie Bros, what the Bernie Bros were doing what Get, bring the receipts. Nobody said what? Oh, and then it would be on the view everyone, all of them commiserating with the professional victims on the well, we know that uh, Megan McCain is a professional victim. she's a republican that's that's what they are. And there a oh, cry, oh the abuse! I couldn't believe all of the terrible things those Bernie Bros, these terrible behaviors of the Bernie Bros. Well, where, what? Show us. And this is what it's pathological, here in this country. As if, oh, and everybody knows what happened there. No, you're not. Nobody knows. That's why you have to explain it. So finally, someone asked Twitler, "What?" Crimes? What are you talking about? Oh, Obamagate. What the fuck is that? Everybody knows. You'll look it up. Everyone knows. This is such a fucking bullshit. In case anybody didn't see it, if you didn't know what I'm talking about, let me see if I can find it. I have to now. This is another thing that I have to do because of the goddamn technical problems. It's on. It's not my tech. It's the ecam. Then I record the show with the goddamn Ecamm. I can't, I can't search for movies. I have to, I have to find them now manually through the computer. I guess I can search with the computer, but I usually I could with the Ecamm, I could search on the Ecamm for the name of the video and pull it in, which makes life easier. Now I have to find it on my own and, Drag it in. So, oh, fucking Christ on a bike, you know what I mean? But, let's see. Hmm, oh, here it is. Let's play. In case you missed it. Trump, uh, pa- his, his pathetic performance in, He, I guess he was doing a victory lap, telling us how amazing everything is. All of the great work he's doing with testing, in a country where nobody seems to be able to get a goddamn test. But don't worry, don't believe your lying eyes. Believe the con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam.
2: Mr. President, in one of your Mother's Day tweets, you appear to accuse President Obama of the biggest political crime in American history by far. Those were your words. What crime exactly are you accusing President Obama of committing? And do you believe the Justice Department should prosecute him?
0: Uh, Obamagate. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I even got elected. What? And it's a disgrace that it happened. It's a and disgrace. If you look at what's gone on, and if you look
1: at now, all of this look information at it. Just that's look being at it. Released, if you look at here, if you look at there. From what I
0: understand that's only the beginning. It's a disgrace. It's only the beginning. Happened, and it's it only never the be end. Allowed to happen in our country again. Never again. Treason, be- traitors,
1: Obamagate. You all heard about it. You know it's sweeping the nation. It happened. happened, It's happening again. It's happening. It will happen. You turn around. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around and there it is. Obamagate all of a sudden. Right again. Right. You think you can get away from it. You knock on doors. You can speak to all your neighbors. You never know what they're going to talk about. It's I say Obamagate, Obamagate. They, You never know when it's going to visit you in the middle of the night. Three ghosts. The three ghosts of Obamagate are going to visit you in the night, and you're going to be like, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a disgrace. I'm, uh, it should never happen again. You all know. Everybody knows about Obamagate, right? It's like the Bernie bros. We all know the terrible Bernie bros. Everybody, oh, it's so horrible. We can't even speak its name. We can't even... Talk about the crime. It should never have happened. Sort of like Twitler's mother and father should have fucking went to sleep early that night. For God's sakes.
0: And from what I understand, that's only the beginning. It's all some terrible. Things all happened, terrible. Never. Be oh, to never. Our again. And you'll be they seen- should
1: never be allowed to happen, ever, ever, in the, amen, in the history of Jesus' Christ's son and daughter and a man on the moon. My God, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And what country would ever abide by such a crime known as Obamagate, such a crime that none of us will ever, ever know what it actually is? It's sort of like the fifth dimension or... You know, um, beautiful. Uh, you know, po- uh, leprechauns, pot of gold. We don't know what it is. You never want to speak it, though. It's like Candyman. If you speak it three times in a mirror, somebody gets smacked in the ass with a rolled-up Forbes magazine. ObamaGate, ObamaGate, ObamaGate. What's
0: going on over the next, over the coming weeks? But I, and I wish you'd write honestly about it. Yeah, write honestly
1: about it. I don't know what it is. Just write honestly about it, fake news, fake news. No one ever seen anything like it, like anything you've ever seen. And it's coming in two weeks. The The report is coming in two weeks, and like nobody's ever seen. Obamagate, Obamagate, Obamagate.
0: To do so. Yeah, John, please. Crime. What is the crime exactly that uh, you're accusing him of? You know what the crime is. The crime you is
1: know what up. the crime is. It's is like the, the Bernie the, bros. You know what they do. It's terrible. No one has ever seen anything like it. You know, you've never seen. It's such a disgrace. It should never be allowed to happen. How is this even happening? You know what should not be allowed to happen? A a press conference with a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, fake billionaire, with a fake university, a fake vitamin scam, fake shitty... Disgusting steaks that uh, God help the poor cows that had to give their lives to become a goddamn Trump steak. That's a disgrace that a creature had to sacrifice its, its most precious commodity, its life, to be transformed into a Trump steak. We should really be, I I guess we should atone for that. That's a disgrace, like nobody's ever seen. Like, and I, what's a disgrace is that there's any reporters sitting in this fake fucking, whatever the hell this is, a, a diatribe against decency, dignity, and democracy,
0: all you have to do is read the newspaper. All you have to your- do is
1: read the newspaper. He, it's such a crime, he can't explain what it is. It's so complex a crime. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine of crimes like you've never ever seen coming in two weeks.
0: Uh, John, please.
1: Unbelievable.
0: And if you look at what's going on and look at look what's at going now, on, all of this information that's being released. All and from what
1: I- <laughs> look at, what's going on, all the information that's being released, none of it from your fucking mouth, though. Right. And there are people sitting there in the White House press gaggle place or wherever the hell they are in the garden now because the virus is infesting the White House. Good good they need to get it it needs to go right up twitler's nose and right into his useless carcass please coronavirus do the world a favor but anyway but why are any any decent people sitting in there in, in that in his presence asking this Tax cheating, draft dodging, dictator envying, con men who receive fewer votes, anything. Why are they playing along with the game? And it's sort of like this whole country is in some kind of mass hysteria. And it's like we. And this is what gets me crazy about the Democrats. I guess I'm thinking about it now. It's like we're playing the game too. When we... When we say, here's the deal when Joe Biden's tweet, we can choose we can choose who our country works for. We can choose whether it works for the just the wealthy or everyone else. It's our hysteria then, too, that refuses to be like, whoa, whoa whoa, whoa wait, whoa, hold up there, Joe. Um and how you how just how do you plan on going about that? Okay? Really? Will you explain because we have a whole 40 year or more history of you in government advocating for the policies that turned the middle class into the working poor and made Twitter possible. But okay. So we're in we're participating in this mass hysteria and in, in my opinion why We don't have to let him off the hook. You could still support him. And in fact, you can support him by making him a better candidate. By challenging him. And forcing him. And to, to, to understand that the winds have changed. They're blowing in a different direction. It's time for a new, new deal. That the DLC Democratic Party... Is part of the problem, and they need to recognize that and atone. So how, how do you know? Uh, it's the same kind of situation that twitters saying, "Oh, nobody's ever seen. No one will ever. Everybody's writing about it. No one's ever seen it. It's everybody knows the crime, but no one knows what how to describe it. It's the same thing. What what is? Uh, here's the deal. We can choose." who our country works for. We could choose whether it works for the wealthy or everybody else. Okay, we must make our choice. All of us in this together, this November. Great. How? I talk about how. Uh, Tell me how. It's not that complicated. I'm sorry. I know that Democrats love incredibly complicated plans. That's because, here's... I'm telling you the deal. Here's the deal. Forget what he says. Here is the deal. They like incredibly complicated plans because they're not subsidizing you. They're subsidizing the broken system that they helped create that made a Twitter possible. That's what that's about. So the Democrats, you don't have to have come up with a um crazy eighty point. Uh, 800 page plans It does. It's not necessary Unless you're You're trying to Have your cake and eat it too There is You don't need a plan Everybody in, nobody out That's a great plan Leaving no one behind Social security Leaves no one behind Rich and poor it belongs to all of us. That's how you make a country that works for all. Everybody in, nobody out. You don't believe the bullshit. Because when you throw subsidies at a broken-ass system, what you're telling the Democrats, the Democrats are saying this just as much as the Republicans are saying it then, even though the Democrat, the Republicans are, all, are overtly saying it, is that they the democrats by subsidizing the only certain people they are buying into the republican agenda they're saying that people only certain people deserve a safety net or you know we can't allow the too too much poor here you know but the middle Fuck it. They're they're fine with the fact that the working class is now the working poor. It is a just that's a disgrace that the American middle class is now below 50 percent of the population. That's how come I have not heard that coming out of any Democrats mouth when it should be the first thing that they talk about. The first thing Joe Biden talks about should be that this is not a functioning democracy. When you have a middle class that is less than 50% of the population, as we know, you can, as Justice Louis Brandeis famously said, you can have concentrated wealth in the hands of a few, or you can have a democracy, but you can't have both. So what is our choice? And it's all a choice, just like what we're experiencing now is a choice. With them trying, the the fucking Republicans telling everybody to get back to work. Twitler is, he went out in the Rose Garden, wherever the hell he was, to tell everybody that he's, uh, it's been such a success story. What they've done, which is kill 80,000 Americans in two months, needlessly. And uh, everybody needs to get back to work because it's all the numbers are going down, down, down. But that's a lie. They're going up, up, up. They're going down, down, down in New York. They're going down, but it's still people are getting sick and dying. They're going down. Though, even though hundreds are dying every day still, but they're getting, it's going down. But all over the country, it's going up. It, it hasn't even begun in many places in this country. But Twitler wants you back to work because, because of the broken-ass system. If this was a system that worked for all, if we had a social safety net that left no one behind, it's not even a social safety net. Let's not even put it in those terms. If we had a functioning democratic republic, first of all, we wouldn't be in this situation where the middle class was less than 50% of the population. We wouldn't have a government with, where the wants and needs of working people are statistically, have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy what does that mean that means that they don't care you and me it doesn't matter that's why they want you to work they don't want to have to pay and they want you if you die oh well oh fucking well as long as they don't die but This is a byproduct. All of this. Twitter is a byproduct. The broken system is a byproduct. The fact that the American people are on food lines. See? This is fucking a byproduct, too, over here. Stupid fucking thing won't stay. Everything is breaking down in my life. And I'm sick of it. So... Personally, everything's breaking down. <laughs> Fucking, right? Ugh. That's why I curse so much. Who's calling me? Oh, uh, who is that? Oh, Peter had a town hall meeting. Thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Very nice to see you all. I'm very sorry that my stupid microphone isn't working correctly. Anyway, whatever. I'm pissed. I'm just pissed in general. Um, yeah, that's why I ask you to become a patron because you don't see the, you don't see the right wingers having problems like this. They don't. So every time this happens and that's how I, when I'm saying that I see a Joe Biden tweet that says, oh, we must have a country that works for all. And I think of the last 50 years you know what I mean, and and it gets on my nerves. It's the same thing with this. I have I- issues with technical, you know, problems with the mic, problems with the fucking stereo, all this other stuff, and I get irritated. It's not just because of the show. I see, it feels like I'm not saying you don't see this, the bigger picture, but I also, I see the whole goddamn matrix, and it annoys me. I see the 600 million, I see the half a billion dollars that Fox News poured, that uh, Rupert Murdoch poured into Fox News for five years before it turned a profit to make a propaganda channel that would convince people to vote for their own demise. And I see this, the country where I wake up. The day after election day and in such a depression because the racist, ugly, the worst human beings on the planet, the greedy, the the greed, the greedy ghouls, the ghosts of the Gilded Age have won. For now. They pulled the scab off and they, well, they pulled the covers and they showed us all that ugly underbelly that we need to come to terms with. But you only go, you, know, you only come to terms with it together. There's no subsidies, you know, because when you're throwing a subsidy at something, what you're saying is you're, you're, you're giving yourself an excuse to not give a shit. To go on to go on about your business. It's not you. Oh well. You get back to brunch. That's the Democratic Party. The DLC Democratic Party that just wants to get back to brunch. Here, shut up. Here's your subsidy. I don't want to have to deal with actually fixing the system that made Twitter possible. We have always had this kind of shit right below the surface here we uh, in, in World War II. There was a large and vocal faction of American Nazis here in the United States of serfs and lords. They hated Roosevelt. They wanted to stay out of the war. And Hitler wasn't such a bad guy, you know? Kept the, he built the Autobahn who's good for business. And this country could have gone one of two ways. And we went with FDR, thankfully. But that fifth column, underneath the surface, these fascists, the racists that tickle racist funny bones, they're always there. They haven't gone anywhere. Now they're... Running in the White House. Make no mistake, they're in the White House. It ain't just the coronavirus up in that bitch. The, we have a, uh, the agents of oligarchy. They're not America. They're not America. I mean, the only thing is when I'm saying uh, America first. <laughs> that was the same slogan as the German-American Bund. The American Nazi Party. America first. It's funny how I mean it's not a coincidence how how Twitler and uh, you know all, all all of his ilk and all of the right wing fascist movements in this country they all f- swim in the same filthy, dirty cesspool of racism and division. America first. That was the German-American Bund's slogan. That's the American Nazi. But it was also the KKK. How about make America great again? That's right out of the KKK. They used to give commemorative coins, the KKK, that said make America great again with burning crosses on it. And that's who's running this White House, and the government. And they're not for America. They're not America first. They're, they're the rich first. They're the, the oligarchy. It's the same. It's like King George first. Let's put it in those terms. The same people that have always wanted intergenerational aristocracy, upward immobility, a large pool of working poor to exploit, and shut their effin mouths. So malleable because they're hanging by a thread. Constantly, you have beaten them down so effectively that they don't rise up. They are they they don't dare get too uppity. And in the meantime, you know how do you you keep them divided by throwing out some uh some scapegoats it was the Jews always right the Jews it's still the Jews with with these uh races in the White House of course I don't care if Stephen Miller is Jewish I don't care Ivanka and Jared Kushner it has it matters not these are the they'll sell out their own kind they'll sell out their own of course they will because greed is the only thing they value. These are people who are having FaceTime with Saudi dictators, with the dictators, the dictator who runs a goddamn literal handmaid's tale in his country, who lured a journalist into an embassy and dismembered him alive. These are the pals. Of the people in the White House. Now, if that's not a goddamn disgrace, and uh, I don't know what the hell is. And don't tell me America first when you're FaceTiming with Saudi dictators playing footsie with these fuckers. That's how that's part of the game, though. You understand? They'll sell out their own mothers. They and they have. I mean, really when you're when you sell out your country you're so, you've sold out your mother your father your 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 grandpappy your sisters your brothers but that's what it's about they don't see country i mean they play the, the it's a game to them and all the game is they get uh, all the toys that's it that they're, they're such ugly evil vile people that it's all about what they can accumulate, but it will never be enough. Because they're ugly, you know what I mean? Ugly on the inside. That's why they have to have more, more, more. It's a sickness. Like addiction, but it's worse, honestly. It's, I mean, it is a certain kind of addiction, but it's, you know. I mean, I know addiction, being in recovery, but what that needs to be called what it is, too. It's vile. It's not. It's not to be commended. Greed. That's the only value now. And that. And really, so Dr. Fauci appeared before the Senate today to talk about what's going on. I mean, without Twitler standing and hovering over there like a fucking goon, like a dull tard, and he's he warned the Senate. Or, well, he warned all of us, really, in general, that opening up the country too soon would result in needless suffering and death. Needless suffering and death. But that's the Republican way. What do you mean? Needless suffering and death. That's, it, it really should be the Republican slogan. Trump 2020, needless suffering and death. That's the point of conservatism. And this is why, and I hate to say it, oh, I don't know, but I'll say it anyway. But this is why I, I do this show. I do it because what we're talking about here, this is, this is real patriotism. We're talking about. Um, I don't know. It seems such. Like, it just seems like common sense to me, but we are the real patriots. Leaving no one behind. That's what it means. Not. Um. I got mine. Sucks to be you. With the and Democrats do this too. And f your subsidies. Fuck a subsidy that's should be put, put on a bumper sticker. F a subsidy. Fuck subsidies. We're in this together. You don't throw a subsidy at somebody, people below $75,000. They don't do that. They're not doing that in Sweden. That's why Sweden... Oh, let me get to Sweden. And thank you, Stephen Lee, for your very generous super chat. In... Well, you know how well let's play today at the hearing Rand Paul the fake doctor had he was questioning the real doctor Fauci They don't like him, Dr. Fa- they don't like the Republicans don't like Dr. Fauci because he's an expert and he, he knows what he's talking about. He's and he has earned respect. And people believe him, and they don't believe Republicans, rightfully, because, you know, they're not that stupid. But Rand Paul, who was a fake doctor, he, I don't know, his whole, I think he he made his own, he couldn't, he's an opt what do you call it, eye doctor, ophthalmologist, and he couldn't get, he, I don't know, he had some bug up his ass about the certification the the organization that certifies doctors and this is what a Republican does he made his own fake certification uh, board which he's like the only member and of course I mean that makes him a fucking that's another word for quack that's what he is but yeah he's got a game every they all got a scam that's the way the republicans are but they they denigrate expertise and people who know what they're talking about but they want to pretend this is what republicans are they pretend they know what they're talking about you know what i mean they they like all the trappings it's sort of like how they complain about hollywood liberals or but they Ultimately, they really want to be one of the Hollywood liberals. They want to be in with the in crowd. They're just mad that they know how inadequate they truly are. And and if the irony is if they weren't such assholes, of course they would be accepted. It's the same thing with Twitler. If he's had this longing to be one of the successful businessmen of New York be all with the, the movers and shakers of New York, which he was never a part of because he's a joke. He, he's a con man. The real successful businessmen and women of New York know he's a con man. None of them were like, hey, let's get Trump in on this deal. They were like, fucking, are you kidding me? He's a He's a goof. He's an idiot. So a charlatan, a P.T. Barnum. So he's always, but he has always known that he's a fraud. So he's uh, you know, got something to prove. That's what. That's why they denigrate. They denigrate anything like no, the Nobel Prize. How Trump? Oh, Obama won Nobel, the Nobel Prize just for being Obama, and he's so jealous of that. But. It's like, oh, I didn't want those sour grapes anyway. Fucking, they're so easily unwrapped because they're like, it's like my cat. You know what I mean? That My cat is some, I, I think I told you the story before because Tara Jr. Jr. is toilet trained. I've had a few cats in my life. Most of them have been toilet trained. You teach them to use the toilet like a person. Francis is not toilet, he was toilet trained, but then he started having problems with his, well, you know, his problems with his uh, urinary tract problems. So he's got a litter box. So, but Tara Jr. Jr. still uses the toilet, even though there's a litter box there. Anyway, and people always ask, how did you do that? How did you train your cat to use the toilet like a person? And I say, I'm smarter than a cat. You know what I mean? I have a bigger brain than a cat. I can figure them out. That's how I trained him. I out him and it wasn't that hard. Don't let him hear that. But it's the same thing with Republicans. They're not that hard to unwrap. Cause they're simple. They think they're complex, but they're really the lowest of the low. I mean, they're not that on. You know, it's sort of like fear, racism. It's all the same uh, inadequacy. They are pathologically inadequate. This, is, it's they know that if they lose their white privilege, this is the thing about the the white ass racists. If they lose their white privilege, this is what they're afraid of. That's how they they can't admit that there's white privilege. They think, oh, I did it all myself, whatever the fuck they did, which is probably nothing. And they never contribute to society. Don't ask them to either. That's too. Don't. they, They wouldn't pull a hair for you, for their fellows. You know what I mean? Don't ask them. This is what I always tell them when they, they attack me or whatever. They'll send me an email. I say, no one is asking you to pull a hair or do anything for your country. Keep being useless. That's your right as an American. Be useless. But f- with the right-wingers, well, they're, they're afraid. And, well, they can't recognize that there's white privilege. Because if they do, then they will have to admit that they're inadequate, you know, and they're afraid that if they lose their white privilege, that we'll all see just how inadequate they truly are. And I tell them that uh, we already see, you know. it's not, You're not hiding it that well. But, um during the meeting today where dr fauci was giving his uh, expertise that republicans hate dr R- fake dr rand paul said to dr fauci oh you you're not all that I know you. I don't know. Let's see how he says it. I can't remember.
0: I think we ought to have a, a little bit of humility in, in our uh, belief that we know what's best for the economy. And as much as I respect you, <laughs> like Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision. You use the word we should be humble about what we don't know. And I think that falls under the fact that we don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children, because the more and more we learn... We're seeing things about what this virus can do that we didn't see from the studies in China or in Europe. I think we better be careful if we are not cavalier in thinking that children are completely immune to the deleterious effects. So again, you're right in the numbers that children in general do much, much better than adults and the elderly. But I am very careful and hopefully humble in knowing that I don't know everything about this disease. And that's why I'm very reserved and making broad
1: predictions well he what i guess i got the wrong clip but i thought i had grabbed the one where rand paul was saying how we should really uh look at the swedish model the republicans are talking about the swedish model now they don't want the swedish model for anything else though don't look at the swedish model for their social safety net or their, uh, or any being one of the happiest countries on earth, but the Republicans, but there's just because they're children, they see, um, I'm wearing a shirt that says Rome on it. I, I'm a big history buff and one of the, uh, my favorite topic is, is, uh, ancient Rome and the thing about ancient rome is that uh, they were so successful this was a civilization that we have never seen a, a, the likes of again maybe one day we will i'm certainly i am pretty certain this civilization is not <laughs> will not last to rival it but that's another story but the roman um Empire the Roman Republic the Roman Empire lasted nearly a thousand years not none before or since Recorded history has come close. They ruled uh, the majority of the known world for uh, for for centuries and What made them so successful? is that they went around the world taking the best ideas from all the civilizations that they conquered and absorbed, like the Borg in Star Trek, but, and they made them their own. They would find a good idea somewhere. It's not like they went in there and said, oh, this civilization is doing it better than us, or more successfully, or, or whatever it might be. They took it for themselves. And made it their own. Not here in the dum-dum America land of uh, United States of serfs and lords. That's why these fucking Republicans are like albatrosses on our national necks. Why wouldn't you take a system that is working, you see working everywhere else, and adopt it as your own. And here in the United States of service and Lords, in particular, when you when it comes to talking about for-profit healthcare, no other country on earth has a system like ours because it sucks. Not only does it suck; it's it doesn't. It just the only way it's good, quote unquote, is for the profits of a few. That's it. It doesn't, it has, it, it ranks last or next to last in all positive measures. Okay? And that's the fucking system that even Joe Biden is protecting. Oh, because we're Americans. This is what they say. We're Americans. Well, it's not like, uh, even Joe Biden said it's a Bernie. Bernie. Well, this is America. Well, what the fuck does that mean? This is America. We're stupid here? We're so damn dumb that we would rather continue to be a host from which a parasitic, uh, useless, nonsensical insurance racket sucks profit than have a system that actually works, that is less expensive, that... Helps people that doesn't cost twice as much as the next most expensive country's system that leaves that doesn't leave millions out or bankrupt millions or needlessly kill thousands. The health insurance racket has killed 35,000 Americans needlessly every single year. See, it only took them three years. To get near to what the coronavirus has done in two months, but they have killed needlessly how many Americans? Am- millions of Americans. And how about kill by proxy? The ones who couldn't who took their own lives because they couldn't take another goddamn call from a collector after beating cancer trying to recover and you're laying in bed and the fucking phone rings and it's a bill collector only here in this shithole fucking country do we put up with that shit and then you get the cat eating fucking canary look of Joe Biden I am sorry when they ask him oh now that Elizabeth Warren has endorsed you are you buying on to her Medicare for all plan and all he can do is grin that makes me want to wanna get the hell out of this country. It makes me w- really want to, I don't know. I get torn between going to bed and never waking up. Or maybe going to bed for a week with the covers over my head. Or getting the F out of here. I know I've been telling you, I've been having a lot of conversations with my dead granny saying, What was wrong with you? Why did you come here? Granny, we could have been in Ireland. I mean, maybe I would never have been born. I could have been born something else. Who knows how it goes in the universe? But really, really, that's why a civilization lasts a thousand years. They take the good ideas and they use them. Not here, though. Here in the United States of serfs and Lords, you throw a subsidy at a broken idea. Because some people, a few, are very fucking rich. And the others are nothing but expendable pawns to be used and sucked profit from and discarded like hosts, like parasites suck on a host and discard. That's it. You think I'm kidding? Show me otherwise. Show me a, Show me how the health insurance racket is a is a is a racket that works i can't stand it listening to both democrats and republicans defend it it's unconscionable and if they and the democrats need to enough with this fucking for-profit health insurance racket i i i am glad that many democrats are are have joined the ranks of the normal and been like, enough with this shit. No, it's not a functioning system. No, no, no. There are things that are more important on earth than the profits of CEOs um, in the insurance racket. Because that's the only people, the few, those few, not even a lot of them, those are the only ones who benefit From a broken health insurance racket. And there is nothing more disgusting than a health insurance racket. Health insurance? Think about that. That there are people, Americans, who are getting rich by denying other Americans health care. How vile is that? That That is the pinnacle of a parasite. That's the definition of parasite. And Obamacare made it less rapacious and repugnant by saying, okay, you can't kick people off now when they get sick. You have to ensure anybody who has the money to pay the fucking premium. You, and you have to provide essential services. You have to start treating people not merely as hosts from which to suck, profit, and discard. But um, I don't know. Joe Biden? Come on. He better get with the program. And that's why I, t- what I talk about on the show, and this is honestly, you know, why the show, you see, we have on YouTube, we're getting more subscribers. The show's getting a little bit bigger one day at a time. That's great. But by the time um, it's not anywhere near where it needs to be, this kind of platform or this kind of show, this is this, the message that has to get out. That's what we're talking about here. The, a show uh, or it's like I compare it to and I believe rightfully to sort of like the pamphleteers in the colonial In colonial America, where they whispered about having a country that didn't have a king in an aristocracy. This is where we're at. A whisper about a country that works for all. Not one in name only that works for all. When you're talking about um, subsidies, in a pandemic, you're going to give a $1200 check to everybody under 70 fucking $5000 a year. That's the best you can do. That's a broken ass system. In every other country, I'm here to tell you, they are paying people's salary. Let's let's talk about the Swedish model, okay? Now that Rand Paul and Rand Paul brought it up during the when he was questioning Fauci he wants, he said, uh, and Rand Paul, what a stupid name, named after a goddamn hack, chain-smoking sociopath who sucked, a, a hypocrite as well, who venerated a serial killer, William Allen Hickman. Uh, I'm talking about Ann Rand, for those who don't know. Venerated a serial killer and um, then used Medicare and Social Security after spending her entire life saying that those on Medicare and Social Security were parasites, that's who the Republicans are in a nutshell. Of course, they look at Ann Rand as their patron saint when you would who who venerates a sociopath, You know what I mean? That's somebody uh, that should be reviled, not uh passed around. In a. Oh, you must read this hack ass, dumb ass book. Atlas shrugged. Please. Shrug. Get the fuck out of here. Shrug. God damn it already. You keep threatening to shrug, then go. I, w- I don't understand. What's stopping you? you still here? You're not shrugging? It's too much? Oh, you're so put upon. Sh- so go. Shrug. Take your filthy, disgusting, greedy, goddamn clutches and shrug off. I don't understand. They all want to, they all threaten to shrug. I, I I'm waiting. Uh, I don't know. This is what I mean. They, But they would never shrug. That's the problem. They want all the trappings of civilization, you see? They need us. They need the worker bees, all the pawns, the doopies, the dum-dums, the expendable mass, the meat, to the grist for the mill. So I always wonder, that's about Republicans, too. You know, get out. Get out. You don't like so- society? It's such a, um, a burden. Then, bye-bye. Like FDR said in one of his speeches, he said, to paraphrase, oh, a lot of rich people are saying that they're going to leave the United States because the taxes will be too high, we will be taxing them too much. And, and you know what FDR said? We will miss you facetiously he said it good bye 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 bloomby bye bye billionaires bye bye Wh- Whoever, what's your name uh bezos bye 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 let me see i'm really looking up no you see i go off this is why it's i should have called the show tangents Oh, I'm so pissed at life. Um Oh, yes, this is what I meant. Cuz he was he said to Dr. Fauci, "You know, we should be talking about the Swedish model." Wait. Now goes all over a right-wing wh- wherever. All their cesspools, they they want to talk about the Swedish model of dealing with the pandemic. But the Swedish model, they, they only like the fact that Sweden is open, that many businesses are open, but we could never do it here, you see, because they have a social safety net. They have a society that they understand they're in it together. They don't leave anybody behind. They are the kind, of, the kind of civilization that I advocate for here. The functioning democracy that leaves no one on the battlefield, whether it's on the battlefield of sickness, of wealth disparity, of upward immobility, of ignorance, of inability to retire. They don't leave people behind. So here's an article from in Florida in a in a website called Florida Politics by Peter Schloss, Schorsch S C H O R S C H okay I don't know how to pronounce it Social welfare made Sweden's coronavirus recovery easier but Florida Republicans don't want you to know that The policies conservatives bemoan as socialist propaganda are what gave Sweden flexibility. So he writes, Many conservatives across the United States and in Florida have latched on to the idea that Sweden hit a home run with its coronavirus response, despite the nation's lack of social distancing mandates. The European nation allowed restaurants to remain open, as long as social distancing efforts were in place schools remained in session residents could still get their hair cut things floridians and many americans were robbed of in favor of public health went relatively untouched in sweden i won't even get into the irony that right-wing republicans went from loathing Sweden as a Bernie Sanders socialist wet dream only to turn around and to view the nation as its shining light in a pandemic pol- in pandemic policy. That low-hanging fruit is too easy and too obvious, he writes. What's truly astonishing about the infatuation with Sweden is its blatant disregard for political norms that make Sweden a ripe candidate for trusting common sense compared to the political climate in the U.S. and especially in Florida that made stay-at-home orders and forced closures an absolute necessity. The very same policies conservatives bemoan as socialist propaganda are what gave Sweden the flexibility to be able to remain open. The country has some of the world's most robust unemployment and paid family leave benefits and residents have access to universal health care. Because of their government's strong social welfare programs, Swedes didn't need to be told to stay home. They just did. Why? They had more to lose by leaving their homes than they did by staying home. Hi, honey. Look, he's so cute. He, he tapped me on the leg, before he jumped. That was very polite of you, Tara Junior Junior. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He went to the vet today. And he lost one pound. He's been on a diet. At least, at least somebody's on a diet. That's good. Okay. Sounds like a boy, are you good? Yes, you're good. You don't even have to answer. All right, let's see. The country has some of the world's most robust unemployment and paid family leave benefits, and residents have access to universal health care. Because of their government's strong social welfare programs, Swedes didn't need to be told to stay home. I just read this, but they just did. Why? They had more to lose by leaving their homes than they did by staying home. That's the difference here. Think about that. They had more to lose by leaving their homes than they did by staying home. Because they knew that they had a social safety net. That they were getting paid. That they had health care. That they didn't have to get out there and say, let me work. I can't afford my rent. I can't afford my mortgage. I need to work or I would rather die. Like that lady I saw on MSNBC. Oh, and Chris Christie's crocodile tears. A lot of people, they're not able to uh, to work. I saw somebody on a food line and she's like, I feel like I've failed. Chris Christie says, I need to get back to work. All these fucking dummies. You understand that we are dummies? We're dummies. The only reason we wouldn't adopt these policies that Sweden, that, that are so successful in Sweden, is because the rich will not be able to concentrate wealth and rule and own the government. Anymore. You understand? That's why. That's the only reason why. We have been duped. And when they tell you, oh, we couldn't do that here because this is America, that's their excuse. That's a bullshit excuse. And it's a bullshit defense. This is America. I hear Democrats say the same thing. The Democrats in the Democratic, um, Debate said that to Bernie. Oh, well, this is America. Well, I fucking know that. But what does that mean? We're too stupid to understand that if you have a government that only works for the wants and needs of the working of the rich, that you can't have a functioning democracy, that that's not a functioning democracy. That means you're not a democracy any longer. And when you have a working class that is now the working poor and that where one third can't effing retire, that if you were, if you say you're a functioning democracy, that that's a failure. That you would look at that as a failure and not go on about your business and give you a shit-eating grin when you say, are you going to finally adopt the policies that leave no one behind? No, they don't want to fucking do that. Do you understand? They don't want to because they are doing well on our backs. It doesn't matter to them. They're not in it for the grand experiment in liberal democracy. They're in it for their se- themselves, G- oligarchy, the Gilded Age. And they can sw- wave that flag all they want. They're waving it around your goddamn eyes, hoping you don't see what's really going on. And that's why I'm here to tell you what's really going on that they don't want a functioning democracy. But if you if you want a functioning democracy, which is your birthright, then you need to tell your neighbors and your democratic representatives that only a country that leaves no one behind, that fixes the income disparity and upward immobility with progressive taxes, with trade and tax and tariff policies that protect the american working class that cultivates unions which is democracy in the workplace that gets money out of politics that has systems like for education that are funded on on our general fund and not property taxes which is a racist ass freaking way to run school systems that was deliberately put in so we could continue a history of racism and leaving people deliberately behind. All of these systems, it's not not insurmountable. It's rather simple when you think of it, but it's not easy because of money. Money, that's why it's not easy. That's why this show... We're, this is why we're in it, what we got. It is what you got. What you see is what you get here. Fucked up mics. Fucked up streams. Cats running around. You don't see this happening at Fox News. If somebody threw half a billion dollars at me, we'd have a functioning microphone. You know? But... No, you know what I mean? This is, it's, they're not going to do that. um, uh, Because they want, they want the the game to continue. It's a game. It's a ruse. Tie a freaking blindfold around your eyes. That's what they want. It's not that hard. And I'm so tired of, hearing, whenever anything is proposed, when Bernie talks about the Swedish model, when he'll say, well, like in Sweden, like in the Scandinavian countries, then they say, oh, this is America. That's a bullshit defense. Well, if it is America, then what is America? If America is the country that was founded as the antidote to intergenerational aristocracy and upward immobility, then we have failed and that doesn't mean it has to be a permanent state of affairs you fix it but you only throw subsidies at it when you don't want to fix it when you really don't want to fix it and i don't give a shit oh well republicans they don't they won't let anything happen it's too hard well you fight anyway you tell the truth anyway you don't go and uh play with, uh, with their bullshit policies as if they have legitimacy. You say, no, this, uh, a universal health care is really the only solution if you actually want a functioning system that works for all. Everything else is putting a Band-Aid on a bleeding artery. And everything else, if you're proposing policies that still leave millions out and calling it a success, you have seen, honestly, think about it. Joe Biden comes out with a health care plan that leaves 10 million Americans out and he calls that a success? Then we have gone way off the path. That shouldn't even be considered. How is it okay to leave anybody behind We need to get that out there into the heads of these representatives. Leave no one behind. That's the only American way. How dare they leave 10 million out? What's going on? Really, how dare they? How dare somebody have the nerve to propose that policy? And that is not a policy for us. That's a policy for them, for the broken system. Look, look at this. I can peddle this shit to these assholes, these dum-dums. We should all be in an equal outrage about it. And if that was the response from the American people, saying, excuse me, how is it okay to have a health care plan that leaves millions behind? If everybody had that idea, then we would have a a much better country. We would actually be a country. That's the way it has to be, though. We would have to understand. That's the meaning of the word patriot. Fellow countrymen. Why is it okay? Who is those... Who are those 10 million? Do they have names? Are they... uh, Are they just expendable? Who's going to take the bullet for us? Let's meet them. Do they have names? Do they have mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers? What kind of lives? Oh, they're not. They're the ones that uh, nameless, faceless, blobs of cells. I don't know. Really? Thank you, Omar, for your super chat. It means a lot. And it keeps the show going. We need it. But it pisses me off, though. Not the super chat, but the... Just think about that. Think about the fact that I understand, you know, Republicans. That's who they are. But it's time to change the paradigm here. Don't you think it's time? It has to be. Otherwise, we're done. The country's over, I hate to tell you. It's never coming back. Enough with the subsidies. Enough with the... Um, having the nerve to, to release a healthcare plan that doesn't cover everyone. Period. End of sentence. Fuck this shit. Who's the one-third who can't retire? Do they have names or just a a big blob? Not to us, though. You understand? To to, uh, To those, to the ones in the wine cave, obviously we are nothing to them. And that's why we have to have a unified voice. And that's also why they divide us with the subsidies. Ugh. It's really depressing. Thank you, Mark. It's true though. It's time, everyone. It's past time. Mark writes, "Exactly. It is time. It's time that we leave no one behind that we we spread this paradigm." that everybody in nobody out is the only American way. period. we're in this together like the people of Sweden understand they're in it together but they but they divide us and they do it deliberately Another thing during the Democratic um, primary what pissed me off. There's this what's his guy's name? He's a Democrat. He's annoying. He let me say Democrat. Uh he was one of the early presidential contenders. When there was like fifty contenders. Let me see if I can find him. Oh yes, Michael Bennett. That's him. You know, he has like he tries to sound very progressive, right he's got he's all about the working man and woman. He always pissed me off, and this was all over the corporate media. I'm sure i I talked about it on here, some people might say I whined about it, who knows, but um he always presented himself as a champion of unions and the the union worker, how unions built America, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with you a hundred thousand percent, so then he veered off into into uh fucking I got mine, sucks to be you land, when he would say, and because I'm such a union man, I don't want any of these union workers. To lose their the health care plan that they have bargained for for generations that they took pay cuts and uh, they have a great health care plan and I don't want to l- want them to lose their health care plan by making sure that everybody has health care it makes no sense so. According to these some of these fake-ass Democrats, there they go, again, dividing and conquering. You, as an American, we're, what they're doing is teaching us what Michael Bennett was doing in his fake-ass progressive, bullshit progressive frame, is I have mine. Fuck you. It's me, 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 me. I got mine, sucks to be you. That's not... American? Are you kidding me? Is that how this country was founded? I got mine? Fuck you. I got mine. Go get yours. Sucks to be you, oh well. I don't know. Um I thought that the country was founded by men and women who pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. They didn't say I got mine. Well, I guess, I mean, we can go into the racism and misogyny. Okay, we'll leave that on the shelf. I'm saying idealistically, they led, they pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. I think that's, there's nothing more American than that. So how does I got my cushy health care plan and I don't want to lose that plan by um, ensuring that everybody has health care? As far as I'm concerned, if I got mine, then it's fine that 85 million Americans are, are uninsured or underinsured, meaning that they will never be able to lose, to use their health care because it's too goddamn expensive. And they better hope that they don't get sick. Because if they do, they're going on GoFundMe. Or they're going to die. They're going to kill themselves. They're going to go bankrupt. Like, those millions—think about that. A million People go bankrupt yearly for lack, for for getting sick in this country. Stupid. How stupid are we? Oh, well. Get us. There's your subsidy. Yes, exactly. I know. They pledge their lives, fortune, and sacred honor built on the backs of slaves. Yes. But. They were, I'm just talking idealistically. I mean, they were blind. They were blind to slaves. It's sort of like we're blind. It's like Michael Bennett being blind to the 85 million who have nothing. So it's okay for his little handful of union members. Let me see. How many union members? Let's just see. In America, well, fourteen point six million, according to Google, fourteen point six million um, union workers in America, which is low. It's down. We used to have a thirty-five percent un- unionization rate. Now it's between five and seven. I've I've read different things. I guess it depends on how you, whether it's public or private sector unions. I mean, private sector unions are really up against the wall. There there're uh, few to none left. Well, that's why Republicans are going after the post office, too. But anyway, so for the 14.6 million union households, let's see how many Americans are uninsured or underinsured. well 84.2 million nearly half of all american adults are uninsured or underinsured half half that's real success story you got there it's like a it's a jared kushner style success meaning it's bullshit less than 1 year before the affordable care act hmm What does it say? 84.2 million remain uninsured or underinsured. All right. You want to come back? Get up here. And so for the 85... All right. That's the cat. Rubbing on the microphone just so, so people know on the podcast. So for the 85... According to Michael Bennett, here's the logic. So... For the 14.6 million, and he's not even talking about them. He's talking about his handful of constituents. For those 14.6, the 85 million, around the 80, you know, around 85 million Americans who have nothing can go die. And it is sort of like the founders pledging their lives, fortunes and sacred honor to each other while owning slaves on the backs of slaves while slaves built this country. Writing all men are created equal while owning slaves is sort of like the same kind of mentality where you don't even see the hypocrisy. You don't even see who who is a person or not. Those people don't count. I'm the only one that matters. That's what, I guess, that's as America as America itself. But I'm challenging and I'm hoping that I live to see the day where the American people are mature and capable of functioning in the type of free democratic society that... They that we have always aspired to. It is an aspirational democracy. And the more that we have more, you know, we welcome people into the franchise, uh, women, black people, uh, gay people, minor, whatever, different minorities demanding a seat at the table, then the conservatives have always flipped the fuck out and run straight into the arms of autocracy. That's their go-to point. And this is what we're up against. So I hope I'm I can help challenge some people, maybe people in this within the sound of my voice coming out of one speaker, I understand. That's why I say please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara because maybe we'll get some functioning equipment in here every one day. But um, the more that we challenge, and I- I'm here to spread that message, you know, it's like, have you heard the good news about progressivism? Ding dong, ding dong. Have you heard the good news that democracies are are actually a real thing, that you really can have a functioning society that you will be happy to live in, that, you know, the pursuit of happiness, of course, you know, they say it's, the Republicans always say, oh, it's uh, not guaranteed. Happiness isn't guaranteed in the Constitution. They're always having, uh, nobody said it was guaranteed, but the, as FDR said, the um the what does he say hold on fdr it's about our progress the test of our progress is not whether we add more to the abundance of those who have much it is whether we provide enough for those who have too little that's the test of our progress absolutely and it has to be redefined that way it's not the test of our progress is how many subsidies we can throw at those a little bit lower down on the ladder so we could fucking feel good about ourselves going back to brunch while the American people remain um, uh, the- The least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap, while one third can't retire, while the working class is now the working poor, the middle class is now below 50% of the population. That's not the test of our progress. That's the test, that is the testament of our failures right there. So I'm here to tell you the good news about, um, the progressive solutions that built the middle class to begin with, and that if we are capable and we have the courage, that maybe we'll get there. It doesn't. It's not going to um, take. Uh, uh, it, it could happen rather quickly if we have the will for the fight. So, it's the truth. But we're up against. Ugliness. We're up against the human condition. Greed. Fear. Selfishness. Ignorance. Let me see. Where's the rest of this article? Yes. Where are we? Where am I? Who am I? Okay. And I I read this article and I'm like, why? Why couldn't I have been born here in Sweden? Okay. Let's see. Let me backtrack a little. I won't even get into the... This is the article I was reading. I've been reading by Peter Schorsch. S-C-H-O-R-S-C-H. Okay. I don't know sure sure. in a i'll put i'll put the article in our discord page oh uh, that's what i figured i should do we have a discord community and if you're a member of our community you could be in touch with me and other tarabuster people during In between the shows, during the show you can post your own things, you can post your videos, you can see videos of Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis and Kaya, the beautiful little Kaya, which is our friend, Sin City, her little doggy, and other people, many people, Francis Jr. Jr., you can post, you can vent, you can say, Hey, I'm having a good day or I'm having a bad day. But anyway, if you, if you are so inclined, I posted the, um, the article there. So you can read it yourself. I read along. I'll put the discord link in there in the chat. Okay. Here we go. Where the heck am I? All right. I won't even get to the irony that right-wing Republicans went from loathing Sweden as a Bernie Sanders socialist wet dream. I think I read this part. I'm not sure how far back I went, but only to turn around and view the nation as its shining light in pandemic policy. That low-hanging fruit is too easy and too obvious. What's truly astonishing about the infatuation with Sweden is its blatant disregard for the political norms that make Sweden a ripe candidate for trusting common sense compared to the political climate in the U.S., and especially Florida, that made stay-at-home orders and forced closures an absolute necessity. The very same policies conservatives bemoan as socialist propaganda are what gave Sweden the flexibility to be able to remain open. The country has some of the world's most robust unemployment and paid family leave benefits, and residents have access to universal health care. Because of their government's strong social welfare programs, Swedes didn't need to be told to stay home. They just did. Why? Because they had more to lose by leaving their homes than they did by staying home, if they got sick, not even like coronavirus deathbed sick, they could, they could stay home and they'd know they would still get paid. They could go to a doctor because they knew doing so wouldn't potentially bankrupt them. If they needed to stay home to care for a family member, no biggie. Family leave has got them covered. And if they lost their job, the country had their back there too. Swedes are entitled to nearly a year of unemployment benefits with a cap of 80% of their former salary, after which the Swedish government. Listen to this. The Swedish government's job guarantee program kicks in. So if they're unable to find a job within a year, uh, something that they want and like. Let's say, they have, like, something as American as the CCC and the WPA. These are not out of the uh, extraordinary realm of possibility. We had a we have a history of programs like this: the CCC, the WPA. So the Swedes have that. If you can't find a job, the government guarantees a job. And if FDR would have lived, my God, we would have a guaranteed job too. There would be a second Bill of Rights, and one of those rights would be the right to a job. What is the meaning of an economy? It really comes down to that. What is the meaning... Of life, what is the meaning of an economy? Is it to make the rich richer? It is now, but what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of an economy? Is it so we can funnel more money into the arms of a few, so we can scrape by? The rest of us can scrape by and and hope that we can find somebody's uh, couch to live on when we retire, because we won't be retiring. That's what's going on. old people, the retirement is as quaint as the New Deal nowadays. Are you serious? Who has money? Nobody has savings anymore. That's the Republican way. They guaranteed that. With the 401k generation, you don't have pensions anymore, which you would get a guaranteed set amount of money till you die, and then it would move on to your heir, your spouse, if they were still alive. Not anymore. Now you have the 401k generation retiring, and it's not pretty. They don't have enough. And Republicans now, they're proposing right now a policy that will pay you out of your social security. I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today, motherfucker, dum dum. So, oh, okay. I get to um not eat when I'm old so I can eat now. Okay, but guess what? I may not even make it, so fuck it. That's what the Republicans want you to think. Life is nothing. For the for you, you're nothing to them. It's only your life. They don't value you. You're nothing to them. If you didn't come up with a scam, some kind of Amway scam, some pyramid scheme, some some fucking branding scheme, some vitamin scheme, some goddamn ugly Trump Tower uh, gilded effing... Uh, you know, whatever a some scheme to separate dupes from their money—a fake charity or something. Then you don't matter. If you're a worker, if you woke up every day and you traded the time in your life for some effing pittance, oh well. You—you're nothing. Why should you retire? you should go clean some fucking bankster bitch's house or something. You're 82 years old? I don't know. Uh, whatever. Pray to Jesus to take you in the night, I guess. Th- um, As the Republicans say, call the herd. Useless eaters and all. Fucking people, man. I, it's uh, This country is really... Backw- backwards, man. Ass effing backwards. And we better wake up. Thank you, Gus, for your super chat. All right, Junior. Sit down. Nobody wants to see your butt, Junior. Just sit down. Okay. Continuing on with this article, which makes me want to cry about the guaranteed work, a year of unemployment benefits, and then guaranteed freaking job if you can't find the job? Compare that to Florida, and because this article is written for a publication called Florida Politics, so that's the frame. Compare that to every other, it's not just Florida. Compare that to America. And it's no wonder the strong arm of government was needed to ensure the curve was flattened. In 2019, 13% of Floridians were uninsured, according to the United Health Foundation's America's Health Rankings, whatever the fuck that is. That's not even counting Floridians who are underinsured thanks to the prevalence of junk health policies available under conservative-driven Obamacare rollbacks—you see, this is what they're doing, and they were also trying to roll back the entire ACA. But now they're able to sell bullshit junk policies again. There was, there was a ban on them, and then they, they, the effing filthy, disgusting Republicans put in a ninety-day—if if I remember this correctly—they, you could buy these shitty junk policies but they would there was only a 90 day window and then they extended that window where you can buy these policies to 3 years so now it's really to undermine it, the entire ACA and hopefully overturn it that's their plan that's why they say extend the 90 day window for this these shitty policies why you need them you don't need them it's just a racket to funnel money into the hands of a few—that's all it is. It's not your health that they're giving a shit about. They're not your health, whatever. They're selling you a a bag of beans. That's it. And when you get cancer and you go to the hospital, they're like, "Oh, your bag of beans doesn't uh it is, doesn't grow the goddamn meat beanstalk, honey. You're not covered." You don't have hospitalization, you don't have cancer rider, you don't have whatever it may be, Uh, pharmacy benefits, all of the things that you think you have. All you had was the right to carry a card in your pocket with some stupid logo on it that meant nothing. That probably cost more to hire somebody to make the goddamn logo than they are going to pay out in your benefits that's why I can't stand these filthy Republicans and the Democrats who push for-profit health care. They're stupid idiots. And some of these dum-dums, I've heard from dum-dums, trust me. Uh, they contact me and they say, oh, before the Obamacare, my insurance was $200 a month, which is bullshit anyway. Uh, and now it's 600 First of all, I feel your pain, honey. Nobody, we shouldn't be spending more on our health insurance for some for-profit racket than people pay for the goddamn mortgages. Okay? I hear you. But get angry at the right things, as I say. Get angry at the right effing things. Not at the fact that you can't buy bullshit insurance anymore. Because, no, honey, you're... Your insurance is higher now because they actually have to insure you. And if you were paying two hundred dollars, I would like to remind you. I, I'm sure. Let me. If I went through your goddamn stupid policy, if I wanted the cure for insomnia, I would. I could point out to you that your policy didn't cover anything. It didn't. Pro- it probably didn't have pharmacy benefits. It didn't have hops hospitalization or. You know, whatever it might be. That's why it was $200 a month. You stupid dummy. You stupid dupe. You you eager dupe. I don't know what's worse, an eager dupe or a stupid dupe. There's still dupes out in the field with the, in the barons on the land of the baron going, oh, it makes sense that I... We're out here toiling for the Lord. If 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 the Lord pays no taxes and we do all the work, then naturally our lives will benefit as he trickles it on us. Fucking stupid. I don't know. That's what I wonder. If you went back in time and you interviewed... Some serfs in the you know in the middle age in the dark ages, I'm sure you would find serfs who were who were really dumb and they were and believed, yes, of course, naturally, the lords need all the money and power. that's just the way it is. we will we toil in the fields and I guess that's just the way it is. Uh, And naturally, our rewards will come in heaven. I don't know. There's always traitors. Traitors to your class. This there are. So, okay. In 2019, 13% of Floridians were uninsured. According to the United... Well, we went through this. Foundations, America's health rankings, whatever that is. That's not even counting the Floridians who are underinsured thanks to the prevalence of junk health policies available under conservative-driven Obamacare rollbacks. If one of those uninsured has a dry cough but can otherwise function, you think they're going to a doctor to find out what's up? Probably not. Nah. Nah. Not Not in a million years. That's why... You don't want a health policy. Yes, I'm wearing gray shorts. I know. I've been wearing them for three days now. <laughs> it's a pandemic. I have changed my underwear. Okay. But I just, I haven't been out. In like. Well, no, I did go out today. I put these shorts back on. I went to the vet with Tara Jr. Jr. And we were social distancing. (laughs) And he got a good report. So, because he's been scratching a lot. He's got allergies. And, of course, it's time for his checkup. Right? He didn't like it. Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to do later. I will post. Oops. Oh, what the hell? Am I about? I'm on the air. Bob Kincaid just texted me. I'm on the air. What's up? Okay, let's see. But um, what was I gonna say? I will post a video on Discord after the show of Tara Junior Junior screaming in the elevator. Okay, because uh, he he is crazy. He's agoraphobic or something. He doesn't want to be taken out of the house. Social distancing or not, he was nuts. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's sad, but funny too. So, I will post that video in the Discord pets area after the show. Oh, okay. Hold on, sorry. Just responding to Bob. Okay. Oh boy. Let's see. Um, where was I? I don't want to read the same thing for the third time. I know. Okay. What if one of those uninsured has a dry cough, but can otherwise function? You think they're going to the doctor to find out what's up? Probably not. Yes. That's the problem. That's why you don't want to have a health system that leaves people out. Anyone. 10 million nobody. Leave nobody out. Be- on top of the whole thing, it's you can't have a functioning democratic po- republic that only works for some. It has to be everybody and nobody out. And that's how we have to frame it. And that's why, okay, I understand. Yes, the founders were racists, misogynists. The women were counted along with their property like their goddamn chickens and pigs and cows and couches. So, I get it. But, their, their, their ideology, what they wrote... We can actualize those, uh, their, what they, the, uh, a, a nation that works for all and still recognize their hypocrisy. But w- it doesn't mean that we don't you know, have to leave, um, uh, you know, have to, I don't know. What am I trying to say? It's, uh, we can, we can, uh, actualize those. Promises and still understand that, you know, we have work to do in regard to race and uh, and equality and social justice. But I I think that having a system and a society that attempts that tries to work for everybody is part way addressing those disparities, do you know what I mean? And it is a way of bringing people together. That's how you got to bring people together. It is. We're in it together. Social security belongs to everyone, whether they're gay, straight, black, white, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, whatever, nothing, Buddhist. It's we're in it together. So, don't, you know what I'm saying. All right, Junior, I wish you would pick a spot and stay there. Okay, you're up, you're down, where are you? Okay, if, if Florida Republicans... Okay, wait, let me back up. Are those people... Wait, 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 I'm trying to find the right spot and not read the third the sentence again for the fifth time are those all right sorry guys a lot of those uninsured or underinsured remain that way because they didn't they either didn't have a job or they worked in a job that didn't carry employer sponsored health care and this is me talking the stupidest fucking kind of health care anybody could ever imagine in some dystopian nightmare, employer-sponsored health care. Talk about a goddamn a system that is designed to keep you in serfdom, all right? Please. It's it. It is. There is nothing stupider, And that's the other way we have to talk about it. We have to, um, as, as Democrats, as real Democrats, we have to talk about it as what it is it's the patriotic imperatives of leaving no one behind of having a functioning healthcare system that works for everyone of not throwing subsidies at the broken system you're not throwing subsidies at people who are, who are making under $75,000 a year you're throwing subsidies at the rich you're throwing them at the billionaires at the oligarchy at the broken system because that's what's truly benefiting okay it is so employer sponsored goddamn healthcare the same type of jobs they are long, unlikely that are unlikely to offer paid sick leave Are those people going to stay home for the public good at the risk of not being able to feed their family or pay their rent again? Probably not. This is not happening in Sweden. If Florida Republicans want Florida to behave more like Sweden on pandemic policies, perhaps they should behave more like Sweden on social welfare policies. So I don't want to hear this. You stupid Republicans. Oh, we should follow the Swedish model. Fine. Let's. Okay. But we don't get to cafeteria style it. Follow the Swedish model. I thought we were America. I thought this was America. They only say that when they're trying to defend everything that's not America. You know what I mean? Look at Terry Jr. Jr., though. Right? What are you doing? He's a good boy. It's true. But that's how they do it. They defend America. They defend their broke... What is America? What's America? To them? They don't know what America is. America to them is a system that is the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all OEC well not, is it the- all our Western partners. Of all our Western partners, the French, the English, the Germans, the Swedes, the Australians, the Canadians, of all these developed Western nations, we are the least upwardly mobile. From the most. We were the most upwardly mobile when FDR was president. Till Reagan. Till Reagan got his greedy fucking fingers around our necks and trickled on us. How does that happen? That happens by design. Now, 40 years later, here we are. One third can't retire? Millions... Or go bankrupt every year for lack of help? I mean, for getting sick? Thousands needlessly die? And, I don't know. I don't know. It's money. Money in politics. Trickle. Trickle down my leg. And tell me it's raining. (sighs) Oh. If Florida, okay, yes, they need to behave more like Sweden on social welfare policies. I'm looking at you, Rep. Anthony Sabatini, who actually suggested that because Florida bars remain closed, that there has never been a better time to open a speakeasy. This is, these, these are Republicans. They're fucking stupid. There's never been? Look at this asshole. Oh, my God. There's never been a better time to open a speakeasy. These fucking people are unconscionable. I'm not sure, yeah. Anthony Sabatini. State Representative, District 32, Florida Captain, Florida Army, Army National Guard. Ugh, gross. I was in the National Guard. I have to salute this fucker. Ew. Looks like a grade A douchebag. Never been a good time. Well, why don't you do it? Stop talking out of your ass, Anthony Sabatini. Do it. And touch your face. Believe me. Do it. What, what, let's write it. Do it. We could use less Republicans. It's the most patriotic thing you could do. Hashtag Trump virus. Hashtag Trump lies. People die. Boom. No other show does a live tweeter like that. All right. Let's see. That's why I say, please become a patron. Please give some super chats. Blink, 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 blink. I'm losing my mind. You say, blink, 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 blink. One day you just going to go live and I'm going to be sitting and going bing, 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 That's it. And then I'm going to, I guess, stroke out or something. And then I'll be happy, happy, happy in heaven. Finally, I'll get my mansion next to Janis Joplin and Judy Garland. Thank you. Where are you? Where are you guys? I'm trying to find you. Bing bang, bing bang, bing bang. I like that noise. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's sometimes it's the simple things in life that make you carry on when you go. Bing bang, bing bang, bing bang, bing bang. All right. I'm looking at you. Okay, yes. He said, never been a better time to open a speakeasy. And to you, House Speaker Jose Olivia, who had a penchant for sharing conspiracy-laden blog posts about the virus to make the point that government-mandated shutdowns were the equivalent to economic suicide. How come? All right, I will remind us again. How's-a-come you never You don't see this going on in Sweden. They're not saying, this is economic suicide. No, no, no. They're they're staying home and getting paid. They're writing that novel they've always wanted to write, knowing that they're they're getting their salaries and have health care. And if they can't find a job, if their job shuts down for some weird reason, since no job is going to shut down because... The government is paying everybody to stay home. Because they're in it together. So they have a job waiting for them. But if they lose their job, they'll, they'll get a job. The, and if they can't get the one they like, they'll have the um, you know, the WPA. The Swedish WPA. We used to not be stupid here. For a little bit. That's how we had a functioning middle class. The middle class did not happen because billionaires felt like trickling on, on us. It came by government policy, on purpose, as FDR said, that they planned it that way. That's exactly what he said. He said, "This is uh, yes, we're on our way back, and then not by a mere... Accident. Or something, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember how he said it. Yeah, by mere turn of the cycle. Accident of the... Wait, wait, wait. Let me just look it up before I butcher it. FDR. Yes, we are on our way back. Not by a mere... It's something like, because we planned it that way. And he was talking about the New Deal. Because they're saying, oh, no, this is just another cycle. That's the way, that's why Republicans didn't do anything. And this is the Republican way now. Trump is like, Twitler, excuse me, is like Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Doing nothing. Don't touch the economy. it'll, It'll just kick right back into gear. It's revved up and raring to go. No. And during the first Republican Great Depression, the Republicans didn't do anything. They let people starve. The only only state in the Union was New York that had any social program because we had FDR, Governor FDR. Governor Roosevelt gave the New Deal a trial run here in New York. We were the only one that had any kind of social security. There were social security benefits being paid out. There were unemployment insurance benefits. There were food benefits. All of this were it was the trial run for the national program. But New York was the only state that had any kind of relief programs because of FDR, who had said, Yes, we are on our way back, not by mere chance, not by a turn of the cycle. We are coming back more surely than ever before because we planned it that way. And don't let anybody tell you differently. And that's, well, Republicans will tell you differently because they want you to believe that it's normal for boom and bust and boom and bust. It's only normal if you allow corruption. If you have a government that allows gambling on other people's money and backstops it until uh, old people are cutting um, their medicine in half and eating cat food. But what is the meaning of an economy? What is the meaning of a functioning society? Is it to make the rich richer? That's what they would have us believe. But I'm here to tell you, no, it's not It's not to make the rich richer. That's a society that the founders rebelled against. This society was founded as an antidote to that. And the test of our progress, our the test of whether we're functioning or not, is whether... The American people can retire when 100% can retire, when everyone has health care, when everyone has a living wage, when the rich aren't uh, so rich that they can buy politicians and corrupt government. When we have, mo- well, even with money out of politics, money out of politics, that's the root of this evil. But you could still buy politicians. You don't need to do, it. you could do, you can bribe people. So you, the, it used to be commonly understood that you don't want a ballooned and bloated um, aristocracy, especially an intergenerational one, because... That kind of power challenges, is the only kind of power that can stand up to the government. And that's why Republicans hate government. Okay? But as I say, remember, you got to hear, you got to read through the lines, see the forest through the trees. When Republicans say that they don't like government, what they're really saying is that they don't like democracy. And therefore, they—they're not only—they not only hate America; they are confused by America, and they are confusing their easily confused followers. But with all the flags and shit, that, that's why they need all the accoutrements of of patriotism. It's precisely because they are unpatriotic. So, okay. As the writer in this article, who is named Peter Schloss, I hope I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, as he writes, well, uh, in referring to what the Republicans are saying, that there's never been a time to op- better time to open a speakeasy, and that. The shutdowns are an equivalent to economic suicide, he writes. I, it would be hilarious if it weren't so sad. See, that's what these two and other li- others like them have done, is made the case for a socialist government they hate so much. They want to have their cake and eat it too, but it doesn't work like that. Had Sweden not had a robust social safety net, program that it has it would n- have needed the same mandates that Florida employed and the other the rest of the country and if Florida wants to go Sweden's route they need to have those social safety nets there's also a very basic math calculus these republicans are ignoring Sweden is nearly 3 times the size of Florida with less than half its population its lack of density serves as its own social distancing mechanism. Sweden also lacks Florida's booming tourism industry, which paved the way for the virus's initial spread through various communities at its numerous international airports and massive cruise industry. The sad thing is, die-hard conservatives who look to constitutional conservatives for all the answers, even if there's a lack of data, evidence or science will absorb the tweets and Fox News zingers and view that all the reason they need to ignore the, wait wait and view them as the need, as the reason they need to ignore the actual experts. If we don't make them stay home, they won't. Fortunately for Floridians and Americans I will add there are Republicans in this state who, even if Democrats loathe them, really do listen to experts. For all of the grief I've given Governor Ron DeSantis, his phase one reopening plan was measured and cautious. Does it suck to have to wait a little longer for a haircut? It sure does. But until Florida becomes the political equivalent of Sweden and the rest of the world, I might add, this well, the rest of the country becomes the political equivalent of Sweden. This is the stuff you guys signed up for, whether you realize it or not. Suck it up, buttercups. And that's what Peter Schlorsch writes. And, yeah, that's really a good way to put it, too. This is what you have signed up for, whether you realize it or not and that isn't that the american way whether you realize it or not oh no, it's a human thing but um that's why i'm hoping whether it pisses you off or not to point out the uh, the truth whether you realize it or not you know It sucks. Yeah, I wish. Don't you wish? It would be so much easier if it was black and white. If we had this evil, ugly, disgusting, KKK-endorsed policy. I mean, uh, party. Just them. And then this goodness party of uh, togetherness and unity and mom and apple pie that always did everything correctly fighting against it. It would be so much easier to have Lex Luthor against Superman. But it's not that uh it's not that black and white. We have it's it's much more complex. There's also bad there's human elements in the in the whole thing. Nothing is all good and all bad. I mean, well, I can't really think of anything good out of the Republicans at all. I really can't. What's good? What is good? Somebody. Somebody raise your hand and tell me. Are there any redeeming qualities in the Republicans? I'm sure some of them are nice. I don't know. Maybe. There's really nothing, yeah, I know. But, and Democrats, what's good about Democrats? Let's think about this. We're talking, well, the DLC Democrats, we could put it. Well, everything that is, that ever made the working class, um, have a more manageable uh, an easier life a better life a more fair equitable life came from uh, came from Democrats that's the bottom line okay Lincoln freed the slaves that's uh, or enslaved people not the slave you know what I mean but that's about it when the Republican Party was a progressive party that was founded as an antidote to the entrenched Democratic Party of its day, which was filled with goddamn racists. Oops. All right. What are you doing? I'm sorry. Yeah. And so Democrats, all of the everything that, all the New Deal initiatives, Americans, millions of Americans are still living in, uh, FDR is still lifting millions of Americans out of poverty. That's the Democratic Party we have to get back to, the one that worked for the working class. And the one, and honestly, I feel that there's a lot of, I mean, it's a human thing, I guess, denial We're in denial. There are a lot of Democrats in denial. I remember when, in 2016, I wrote something for Progressive Voices about... Let me see if I can find it. Neoliberalism is not the antidote to uh, fascism. Let's see. And I got somebody sent me a very angry email at the time. And they were like, what are you going to do then? Vote for Hitler? I mean, uh, Twitler or Trump or whatever? And and that's like, this is the argument. Of course not. But I feel that we have to... um, be honest with ourselves if we want to change it and we're going to have to do something you don't you don't change unless you recognize what the problems are i don't feel that um pointing out taking an inventory of what needs to change i don't think that that's a that's bad Hmm. Let me see. Hmm. I found it, I think. Hmm. No, I didn't. What's going on here? Wow. There's only code here. SoundCloud. This has been a very strange show tonight. You guys still hanging in there? I'm glad. Let me see who's here, by the way. Haiku, of course. Andrea, hello, hello. Els214, hello. Resist Evolve, Gus, thank you for hanging out. Stephen Lee, Haiku. I see you. Hmm. Who else? Many other people are here. Paradu. Darth. I see you. Who else? I thought I saw Shannon in here. Greg, hello. Mark C. We might have lost people along the way. They go back to life. They want to take a rest cats Who else is up in this bitch? Ed the First. Hello. And Jim, of course. Alright. I wanted to read that article. There's so many things. God damn it. That I had on my mind. I, I'm looking at the time. Do I really want to get into... I don't know. Do you really want me to get into you know what I mean? That would be. I wonder. Wait, Jared Devlin. I'm looking up my name. God damn it! Hold on. Talk amongst yourself for a second. There we go. I found it. Hmm. Eh, I can't find it. Sorry. Well, another thing I wanted to talk about. I guess I will. A couple of things. Where is it? Where is it? A few things. Uh, I just wanted to point out, not that you need it, the uselessness of, uh, the corporate media thought maybe this would, I don't know, inspire some people to be a patron. Of course I was watching MSNBC earlier and let me just play the uselessness that's on corporate media and, and it makes a hundred thousand percent sense why we are in the boat we're in. When you listen to Claire McCaskill's. All right, listen to this.
3: Claire McCaskill in the US Senate, you were a voice of reason. You were from a, a state um, that represented the entire ideological spectrum, right? You hear this?
1: This is the paradigm that they push, that the corporate media pushes. And this is what the Democrats are doing. They really are going. They're going for the disaffected Trump voter. That's what Joe Biden is doing. He's playing that old style game. These Democrats who think that they will get Republicans to vote for them if they act like Republicans, uh, even though we've been warning them, they've been they've lost elections on this strategy. Like Harry Truman warned them. Generations ago, Harry Truman warned them that when a person, when a voter has a choice between a Republican or a Democrat who acts like a Republican, they will pick the genuine article every time. But Democrats insist that there's some kind of mythical center where the the American people aren't left All right, they're center. That's bullshit. The American people are like every people. They understand right from wrong. They know what's fair and what's not fair. And if you explain things to them and if you frame them correctly and unapologetically, with the backing, with the knowing you're on the right side of history and the right side of democracy, you'll be able to convince them. And that's why FDR won three, four landslide elections. Well, three, I guess. Not He didn't do it by pandering to the same failed Republican ideas that crashed the economy that caused the goddamn Republican Great Depression to begin with. You have to fight with the authority that you have the, uh, you have goodness and justice and the American way on your side, because you do. What is this, this this thing with Claire McCaskill on MSNBC? Claire, you're You're from a state that's left and right, a purple state, so you're a little bit left, a little bit right. The reason we have a twitler is because of this kind of bullshit that, oh, we must, it's America, it's the American way to keep the rich richer, to continuously expand the gap between rich and poor. Give me a break. The reason we had an estate tax, the reason we had a ninety percent top marginal tax rate, is because of it. Because it protected democracy, and people understood that, and that's how you have to frame it. So don't you don't frame it by giving me this bullshit, mealy-mouthed Claire McCaskill kind of policies. Is are they trying to tell me, is MSNBC trying to tell me that Claire McCaskill is the future of the Democratic Party? This is what they're trying to say. Claire, is she's right from the middle, you see, where nothing exists but armadillo, dead armadillos and uh, the stripes in the road. She's from this bullshit center that lost. Go out there. Do you think Claire McCask? No, no. I'm for. I like fighting. Uh, half-assed and all. I like to say, you know, health care for some and education for some. That's because I'm from i a, a, a. I'm from this fucking uh purple state. You see that says, um, yeah, only some people can have health care and that's the way it is. This is America. You see? That's the only argument I got. When somebody comes back and says, well, you know, they do it all over the world. Every other goddamn country on this goddamn godforsaken blue marble, they all get health care as a right of citizenship. And, uh, I, and they pay less and they get more and nobody's left behind. And then my answer is, this is America, whatever that means, meaning what I'm resigned. Okay. This is America means, oh, well, give me a break. Anyway. Well,
3: the polling on fear of a second wave is that percent of americans are afraid of a second wave only 18 percent or not what what would you what, what what would you have sought to get clarity on in that hearing today and what would you be saying to your constituents if you were still in the senate
2: well i think the most important thing is to get clarity from the cdc on what should be the protocol for reopening as it relates to testing and contact tracing And I don't think it was covered sufficiently what is going on with contract tracing. I I, I thought some Republican senators did a good job about pointing out the inadequacies of what the CDC has done. Uh, Richard Burr pointed out that they had authorized a number of employees for biosurveillance a year ago. And the CDC had failed to hire anyone, hadn't hired a single person as of March. And he didn't even know today if they'd still hired anyone.
1: Do so- you believe me? I mean, I'm really listening to this because I'm gonna go to sleep after this and it's the cure for insomnia. This Claire McCaskill, come on. She's on MSNBC and I'm on the goddamn YouTube with one speaker out. That's why we can't have nice things. People, if you don't think it's all related, I'm sorry, it is. That somebody like Claire McCaskill and Nicole Wallet, they all get a big platform to peddle this bullshit that even the way she's introduced, oh, you know, you're in this uh, very... um, purple state, and you're right in the middle there, Claire, and that makes you right? Because some people are too far left, and some are too far right. What does that mean? All I know is this. The American experiment is a progressive initiative, that we don't need a king and an aristocracy. And anything less than that is not American. You want to talk about what is American or not? So therefore, if we have a system where the American people, uh, the wants and needs of the people uh, have no effect on government policy, something is broken. And I'm sorry, Claire. Claire middle of the road, some people get healthier, some people can retire, some people get education, some people get nothing but early needless death. That ain't gonna cut it.
2: Um, I think that frankly, this was a pretty bipartisan hearing and it's gonna drive the president nuts. I think he thought the Republican senators would take the microphone and repeat his talking points and say how great he is and say what a wonderful job he'd done and fall on their knees and genuflect to Donald Trump. And they did not do that. Um, there was very little of boy Donald Trump in that hearing today by the Republicans. So the fact that he was willing to let these people testify in the Senate, but not in the House, I'm not sure it turned out the way he had hoped.
1: That's a scintillating commentary, Claire. I don't know. Am I insane or something, guys? Answer that in the chat. (laughs) I I feel crazy. When I watch MSNBC, I'm like, look at this goddamn country. They give Claire McCaskill a platform for that? What the hell is she saying? Who cares? So that's the other thing on, on MSNBC. This is why I ask you, to please become patron, I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying this. I'm doing it for. Uh, the, it's. I feel it necessary to get a seat at the table. We have to uh, get the good news out there. The good news of progressivism. Have you heard the good news? It's true. But um, it's be- become my patron. Share the show, spread the show, not just, and talk about what we talk about here. Invite people to the table. That's the only way we're going to win. When, because it's common sense. It's not, and honestly, I believe that's why we will win. We will win. We have. The We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity. I'm not just saying that. And MSNBC, millions of dollars to say absolutely nothing and to jerk off a con man every single day. And I wish I had my recording. I, w- I missed it. But they were... Saying, oh, we'll be right back. Another thing with with Twitler's tone. His tone changed. The oh, old goddamn day. The tone. The tone went up today. The tone went down. The tone is left. The tone took a a, a train out of town. Who cares? We're, we're dying out here. Why don't they do a story... Uh, Why don't they put that on constantly? Do a story about Sweden, about the social safety net in Sweden. Do a story how that you can't have uh, income inequality and democracy at the same time. Do a story about how the American people cannot retire. How How about how the 401k generation is failing, how it's got no money to retire. How 401Ks are a fucking ruse like everything else the Republicans ever did to us to destroy this country. Do it. Do a story on that. Why is it constantly... Twitter's tone and what they... They said this and he said that and he asked this and then she said that and then the bipartisan... You know, we got some bipartisan agreement that it's a tone. Give me a break. They're killing us. The corporate media is part of the problem. And they are destroying this country. They're, I don't care. They think. I don't know what they think they're doing, really. What do they do? What purpose do they, sh- do they serve? And, yeah, thanks, Bill Clinton, for deregulating the media and giving us the shambles that has the American people insane, divided, voting against their own better interests. And what's their interest? They're not even explaining what the interests are. Let me explain. Easy enough. Do you think you're an American? You, are, you a, are you a patriot? Do you think you're a patriot? Would you say, I'm a patriot? Well, the word patriot comes from the Greek. It means fellow countrymen. So you can't call yourself a patriot while turning your back on your fellow countrymen. So that means we don't have a patriotic country that leaves Amer- millions out. That leaves millions without health care. You can't be a patriot if you think, I got mine. I got a good union health care plan, so fuck off and die. I'm sorry, that's not a patriot. You're not a patriot if you're coming at us in the least upwardly mobile country with a subsidy for some. No, no, everybody in. They don't do that in Sweden. That's why they have a functioning society. Period. End of sentence. And that's why, it, they, of course they have racists there. Of course they have morons there. They have right-wingers. They have fascists. They have freaks. They have, they have wastes of human DNA. Of course they do. But it doesn't get a foothold. They have conspiracy theorists. Yeah, and of course they have incidences where we we know... Horrible things have happened in other countries. But the only reason here, we have conspiracy theories going off the chain. We have people, uh, we have racists flying around the White House like ghouls in the night, in the day, right out in the broad daylight, too, that ghouls are flying around. So we, we have this because of the distrust that they have sown amongst us. And they're able to do that. By dividing us up with the subsidies, with the I got mine mentality, like Michael Bennett, the great working class democratic hero, pretends to be. How dare he? If I ever meet Michael Bennett and I will tell him to his face, trust me, I will ask him, how dare you? How do you think you are benefiting this country when you're, peddling this bullshit that I got mine and 85 million Americans can go fucking die. How is that e pluribus unum? How does that define out of many one? How is that pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other? When it comes to patriotism, we have failed. Not us. We're We're trying to actualize the patriotic imperatives. So, no wonder, though, what we're up against. That's what we're up against. Claire McCaskill, a corporate media that ponders the the hopes and the tone of a con man who received fewer votes, incessantly, over and over and over, all that airtime that could be devoted to to educating people, to cultivating democracy, just like they wrote into the Constitution. Excuse me. Jesus. I can't even blame the cat for that. And why does that cut off? Why? 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 It just started doing that. Is there a timer on there? I don't know. I had no timer. I have it on there that says don't ever shut off, but nothing listens to me anymore. Everything's breaking down. Nothing listens. I guess that's the way, that's life. It's the cycle of life. Let me play another Claire McCaskill. Because she's, for some reason, Claire just gets on my nerves. She gets, she does. She's, I'm sure she's a lovely person. but she kind of is emblematic of many things that irritate me. Let's see, Claire, I'm looking at the videos, one of my, I labeled it, uh, I I label the videos when I'm capturing them so I can kind of know, describe them so I know what it is. And I, and this one is labeled, Claire McCaskill gives her useless opinion. (laughs) I don't really know what that is, I don't remember, but let's find out together.
3: Two men use the word humble, only one exhibits humility. Claire McCaskill, that was the exchange you pointed out, stood out for me too.
2: Yeah, and children came up over and over again, and kudos to Senator Cassidy, because Kennedy, Cassidy rather, he brought up the problem that is now surfacing about these symptoms in children. But one of the things that came out today that was startling, was there doesn't seem to be a clear answer about whether or not the children are gonna be included in the safety phase of the vaccine testing. They're not gonna be able to administer this vaccine to children if the safety of the vaccine hasn't been tested on children. And the fact that the FDA commissioner couldn't answer that question, uh, I was stunned by that. And the other thing, Nicole, that was just an indictment of the CDC was their inability to say when they were going to post the guidelines on testing for reopening the economy. What are they doing? I mean, what could be more important? These states are opening, these localities are opening as we speak with absolutely no guidance. And all the head of the CDC said, well, you know, have your state call me. Well, what is up with that? That's just bizarre.
1: What is up with this whole commentary? You see what I mean, guys? Come on. This is why we can't have nice things. What is up with that? She's not. Even, what is she even bringing to the table? For God's sakes. Oh, here's Claire McCaskill gives her useless opinion, part one.
3: You know, Claire, there was something sad uh, for me listening to Dr. Fauci because I listened to him feeling like maybe he'd made those arguments privately in the Situation Room or wherever the Coronavirus Task Force meets and he hadn't prevailed. And that after making those arguments in the sit room behind closed scenes and seeing Donald Trump tweet, liberate Virginia, you know, negotiate with the protesters. All he has left is to do what he's done his whole career, which is to tell the truth before Congress. What did you think watching today?
2: Well, I mean, you can tell this is a guy that is so steeped in science and data that he is going to really keep his blinders on and stay on the science and data. Uh, I thought when Rand Paul tried to take a swipe at him, I thought he handled it really well. He said, listen, I know I'm not the end all. But my thing is public health. My thing is science. My thing is data. And I'm going to be offering that information to uh, the people who have the power to make the decisions.
0: Uh, Every time
2: he is allowed to talk, especially when the president is not popping up over his shoulder every 10 minutes, to sometimes directly (laughs) contradict what he's saying, Uh, he does a masterful job. And that's why the American people trust him.
1: And frankly, yeah, why they don't Claire? trust Trump when Claire. it comes to all this information. Oh, Claire. I- oh, oh, Claire. What is she doing? Claire, no wonder. Honestly, Claire, you you're, you really need to up your game, honey. Do something with that platform, Claire. You're not bringing anything to the table. And that's why you have a platform. I, I, I hate to say it. MSNBC, they're not calling me to go in there and say that, yeah, you know what, you're you're not a patriot if you're advocating for um, your for-profit, I got mine, sucks to be you healthcare plan that sucks, that costs more, double than the next most expensive healthcare in the industrialized, uh, developed world. Leaves millions out and ranks last or next to last in all positive measures. So you're not a patriot. They're not going to call me up for this, but it's a, I'm not even asking for that. Uh, I would, it would be a miracle if the corporate media took some of that airtime and educated. The, the people, but we have a long way to go. This is the problem, guys. They, this is why Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act. They deregulated the media, and here is the result. They're not going to go easily into the night, and that's why it is important to support the independent liberal media. I know you guys realize that. You understand that. You are supporting it. We just got to get the word out. And otherwise there's nothing less than the future of the Democratic Republic depends on it. I'm not just saying it because this is my show. I believe it. This is why I do it. You can ask Shannon on the stri- on the stream. I don't know if she's still on the stream now. Shannon is a personal friend of mine. I know Shannon for twenty years. Shannon, tell them. This it's not it's it's for real. This is what we've been doing. I'm not kidding around up in this bitch. So I believe in it. This is why I do it. I want. I want to. I don't know. We have a limited lifespan. I feel passionately about injustice. I'm sorry, and it is injustice to not um, actualize the promises in our founding documents, to be, it's injustice to, to watch the goddamn oligarchy swallow this thing up like a goddamn Pac-Man while waving the American flag. We don't go silently into that dark night. You know, rage, rage against the dying of the light. That's what this is. So, it's true. Whether they win and we lose, we don't go silently. And power concedes nothing. We know that. I had hopes that Bernie was going to be... The nominee, I, for a brief second, I thought that maybe he would take over the Democratic Party like Twitler took over the Republican Party. But the corporate corporate media and the corporate wing of the Democratic Party, they're not going silently either. They didn't build up. I mean, Clinton didn't deregulate the, the media just to let it all go to hell. You know what I mean? Well, hell, meaning democracy. They knew what they were doing. When Clinton deregulated, when he signed the Telecommunications Act, they knew. We were talking about this when I was in college, when I was in undergrad. The the disaster it would be, because I was pursuing a, a degree in communications in undergrad when they signed the Telecommunications Act. And I remember we had all these discussions, debates, what a disaster it was going to be. The consolidation of media, how it would limit the ownership of media, how it would limit the voices, how it would concentrate wealth. All of that came to fruition. And you know what? It was uh, undergrads and the professor. It's not like we're such geniuses. They knew it too. But they did it because that was the point. So, I'm glad, I mean, I'm not the only one that sees all this, but we do have a lot of work to do. Somebody's texting me. All right, guys, I need to go and get unconscious. You guys have been great. I hope we will definitely see each other again during the week. Okay. Let me see. Somebody sent me an email apparently. All right, you you guys. Come on, guys. If you know anybody that you think might like the show, please share our um, share our stuff with them, and yeah, share our clips, share our patreon page, become a patron, you know all that stuff you know you're you know your marching orders, so maybe I'm gonna we'll see what happens probably Thursday we'll get together in the meantime, as I always say, thank you for hanging out and You know, we stick together. We win. That is a, it's got to be a way of life. That is another way of saying e pluribus unum. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon.